This is Shane, your host with Mountain Crypto. Today, we're going to talk about the future of blockchain, the future of cryptocurrency, really the future of everything technological like AI, artificial intelligence, and robotics, and how really the combination of these three things should change the world um, drastically. And a lot of experts are saying that these things will happen in the next 10 years, and they've been saying that for a couple years now, and I feel like it really is going to manifest itself uh, in the next five years. So first we'll talk about the three different technologies, um, or four different technologies, if you want to break up blockchain and cryptocurrency, briefly. So... Um, you know, cryptocurrency, everybody knows, is the digital assets, digital tokens um, that represent a value system. Um, whether it be fungible or non-fungible, it's something digital. And within these digital products and services, um, there can be a means of exchange. So if it's a token, typically you use the token to buy services on that platform, right? So if, it, if it's a social uh, internet type, you know, not internet, but on a database, on, on its own blockchain or on its own database, then you might use those tokens for that service, right? Um, so there's all these different types of ideas for different tokens where you would need to use their token to be able to work within their ecosystem, within their network. Okay, so a lot of times I talk about Skycoin, right? And Skycoin, you have Skycoin, it earns Skycoin hours, and eventually you'll be able to utilize those Skycoin hours for Internet access on their database, on the Skywire network, okay? Same thing with, um, well, let's see. There, I can think of so many different examples. Um, there's XYO company where you have tokens and the tokens will help people get access to information on location, verification, and um, there are other services where like say Waves or e uh, Ether, you need to buy, have some of their tokens in order to create your own tokens, right? So there's all sorts of different formats where you could use these tokens to um, utilize the service, or like even on exchanges, right, like Binance um, or KuCoin, they have their own token, which can give you a discount when you make purchases, um, make trades, um, and things like this, right, or give you voting power. So there's so many examples of tokens. And then, of course, there's coins, which, you know, are um, representing securities, such as real estate or gold or a value of money. There are ones that have will do loans or interest, pay interest. There's all sorts of different ideas within the cryptocurrency, um, you know, universe. And the blockchain that they run on, is, you know, so new 
that there's going to be more things that come out on it. You know, as as developers come along and create different ideas, I mean, they're in, integrating AI with some of the blockchain services and tokens that are out there that uses artificial intelligence, right? And even now, you have all the blockchain and networks that are out there within the cryptocurrency ecosystem where you can run a smart contract. And a smart contract really makes sure that, you know, both parties fulfill their part of the agreement and then some sort of a transaction can take place. So you could say, okay, well, you know, um, I'm going to make a smart contract that I'm making you this offer on this house. If you want it, um, here's all the things that I offer you. And they may not want it, right? So they maybe offer you a smart contract that says, okay, you know what? You can buy the house, but these are all the things we want, okay? And these are all the things that you want. And once the two come up to an agreement, then one of them can go ahead and initiate the smart contract, and all the things have to be fulfilled. You know, um, the money has to be paid, the inspections have to be done, the um, title search has to be done, title insurance has to be approved and completed, you know, items that are found during inspection um, have to be taken care of. You know, all these things could be done, and you wouldn't need an escrow company um, it could all be done on a network, these smart contracts. A smart contract could be set up for a loan. Um, it could be set up for all sorts of things, for paying interest. Um, you know, it's just unlimited what you could do with these smart contracts. So that's the blockchain. You know, it really can get rid of a lot of things that are using a third party right now by utilizing smart contracts. And as they integrate the artificial intelligence, um, it should even make the use of blockchain more widespread and a lot more applications that we just haven't thought of yet. So we'll have to see. That remains to be seen. So that's kind of, you know, in a nutshell, those are kind of the highlights. I'm sure I've, there's a lot of other ideas you guys have out there. Um, feel free to come to some of our social media and, and give that input. But the next thing that is big in the future is, is AI, okay, artificial intelligence. So AI is, is being used for problem solving, for creativity, for all sorts of things, for interaction, human interaction, so that, you know, you wouldn't need to call and talk to an actual person. And that's being integrated right now. You know, it's really hard to utilize a, to, to get a live person on the phone anymore. And as time goes by and as the AI gets more intelligent, eventually you'll get your answer on the phone, you know, and the AI will figure out what, what you need and it will take care of that. So that uh, is, is developing all over. You know, we hear about Google using AI. Facebook using AI, um, government, no doubt, using AI. Everybody's using the artificial intelligence to be able to do uh, mundane tasks that humans really just can't do. You know, I mean, like if I told somebody, okay, I want you 
to find out every time somebody said the word Apple on the Internet and chop up every time they said Apple uh, into every different category that could be possible known to man. You know, I mean, and then now do the videos, now do the audio, now do the text, now do the pictures, now do, I mean, it could just, you could turn, just the information on Apple could turn, in, in apples, it could be apple trees, apple seeds, apple pie, apple, you know, it could turn into billions of volumes, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe thousands of volumes, but it could just be an incredible amount of information that you wouldn't even believe you know, like scientists that are looking at the DNA of apples, right? The AI would be able to do that, you know. But for you or me, that would be, that would take us decades probably to get all that information. And by the time we got it all, it would be new information. Well, AI can get that information very quickly, can compile it very quickly, and it can keep it updated constantly. So there's a lot of applications where, it really makes a lot more sense for AI to go in and do the work and the research, okay? So when you combine AI into human interface, so let's say you go to the doctors, right? You know, now you go to a lot of doctors and they've got a screen and you, you can check in with the screen. You slide your card, uh, you maybe have a password, and then, you know, you check your appointment it pops up and you say yes, okay? Well, in the future, and this is already being tested, you could walk in for a doctor's appointment and see a human-looking robot in a chair there um, and talking to you and interacting with you. And not only would they, you know, be able to interact with you, but they found, excuse me, <coughs> whew, pardon me, live and streaming here, <laughs> um, I got another one. Oh, pardon me. Whew, the sun came and hit me around the corner. So this is the drive on the way home um, tape that I do just for my uh, my podcast folks, and um, it's pretty much unfiltered. So I just have to go with it. So let's get back to that automated um, human interface example of going to the doctors. So they've tested these, and they've. They've asked people to go to the AI and then uh, for a certain amount of time and try it. And then they had other people just go to the normal. And then they had, they switched them. So they asked them which one they liked best. And, you know, after using the AI for a short period of time, uh, like overwhelming majority of them would prefer to have gone back to the AI. So an example of this is, you know, the AI asks a question, right? And uh, you answer it, and then, you know, they even make a little bit of small talk, friendly small talk, right? Like, uh, you know, how are you doing today? Well, sometimes people just blurt out, well, you know, it's been a busy day. I just had to rush from taking my kid to the baseball game, and I barely made it here. Oh, that's really interesting. You know, where do, what, what baseball team does your son play on? And, oh, he's in Little League. He's on the Bears or whatever, right? And um, so the next time you come back, you know, the AI actually remembers, you know, that your son plays baseball. Oh, has your son been playing baseball as, you know, part of the small talk? Has your son been doing, having a good season? 
And then they say, oh, well, yeah, actually they won three out of four games, you know. And it it starts to, like, it remembers every little detail about you and has programmed in it uh, to to make a little friendly small talk for, you know, just a short period of time, kind of make it a little bit more personal. And people actually appreciated that. I know that seems hard to believe. I kind of find it hard to believe. But, you know, there are a percentage of people out there that – they really appreciate it when they're being listened to, and it makes them feel good. People like, you know, people don't care how much you know, they care how much you care. And even though it's just AI, a, a robot, it still hits a nerve with a percentage of people, and they seem to appreciate that. So it's more personal, actually. It's crazy, you know. It can be more personal, okay. Of course, there's those receptionists that are, you know, very personable, and and they definitely, you know, they they can't be replaced by just any old robot. But I'm just saying, you know, you think about it, it it's coming, right? So all of the jobs that utilize a you know doorkeeper or recep excuse me receptionist could utilize AI. So all those positions. Um, could start dwindling away very soon. These are being tested now, and the data coming back is that it's very favorable. All right? So how do we know that we're going to be missing the human interface? Well, you go to the store, and you've got a checkout line where you just check out your own groceries, right? Um, you go to Home Depot or Lowell's, and you got a checkout line, mostly Home Depot, where you check out your own stuff, right? You go to McDonald's, and now, in California anyway, um, nobody is at the counter, really. You have a kiosk you just go to, and you just press what you want, and there it is. Now, can't you imagine McDonald's gets an artificial intelligence to be there to take your order? It's going to feel a little bit more personal, than just pushing the buttons on the keypad, right? But here's the thing. These are these are some of the jobs, right? So we talked about middleman-type jobs, right? Uh, we talked about, like, the escrow company, you know. Um, so many things that contain and hold data can be done on the blockchain and with artificial intelligence having access uh, an interface to people uh, can do away with, you know, a lot of government jobs, a ton of government jobs, you know, like the DMV. Do you really need to talk to a person to go do that, you know? They could probably do away with the whole building, you know? All of that stuff, 99% of that stuff should be able to be done without having to have human interface. An actual human, I mean, could be done with the interface into AI, right? Just think how much quicker it would be. Wouldn't that be great? Um, You know, some people have talked about, like, taxes. I mean, all the tax codes are there. If you put the information in there, theoretically, it could all be done for you. So now you don't really need, and if it was approved by the IRS, now you don't really need, you know, tax accountants and, you know, it really would streamline it. 
They'll make it very affordable instead of paying, you know, hundreds of dollars to get your taxes done or 50 bucks or whatever it is. It'll be very affordable. You could use the platform for probably, you know, a few bucks, nothing. So that's, that's another example. Um, so let's look at robotics, automation, AI, Uber. Uber has been testing cars all across the country. They're driverless cars, all right? And there are, the, the statistics are coming back. The accident rates are lower than the traffic in the area where they're driving. They're doing very um, niche data on the areas where these driverless cars are driving. They know what the accident rates are. They know where, well, you know, how many accidents happen in this corner and that corner, and, and they're putting the cars through these areas every day. And the cars are coming back with very low accident rates. So if the cars can do better than us, they're going to be thumbs up, they're going to go. So they're already saying driverless Uber cars are going to be here in 2020. So, you know, that gets rid of a lot of, of taxi cab drivers and stuff because, you know, honestly, they won't be able to compete with a driverless car. Um, doesn't have to make a salary, really. It's just got to drive. So, crazy. But, you know, what's even more crazy is by 2030, they estimate that the trucking industry for big rig trucks will be automated. Okay, I mean, they can automate, fly a giant jet. Most of the jets that land and take off in the, in the airports, or all of them probably, can, can fly automatically. They can land automatically. Some of them are so complicated that they actually recommend that they land in automated mode. Okay, And the pilot just stay there to make sure everything's okay. All right? And this is every day all over the world. All this stuff is automated. And yet, you know, we're terrified to get a car. But yet we can have a plane with hundreds of people in it flying through the sky at hundreds of miles an hour, you know, landing through adverse weather and uh, at night and all these other things, you know, and, and no problem, right? So... Big rig trucks by 2030 will be able to go automated. What will that mean? I read a statistic that the American truck driver is, is, the, is the highest amount of employment for a media average paying job, probably a little bit upper media average job in the country. So now we've gotten rid of all the receptionist type jobs. We've gotten rid of... You know, all the, the human interface, third-party jobs, all the intermediary jobs, and now we've just gotten rid of all the highway jobs, all the transportation jobs, all the mobile jobs. You know, it won't be long before school buses are next, right, after 2030, okay? All the stuff is going to be automated. You got automated vacuums, automated brooms, you got automated control for all the things in your house, your lights, your TV, it's all going to change very drastically in the next five to
to maybe 10 years. I think in five years, there won't be too many people, or if anybody, that'll say, oh, yeah, you know what, robots are a long way off. AI's a long way off. I really think, folks, that if you have kids, you know, you need to be thinking about what they're going to do for the future because the job market is going to change drastically in the next five to ten years. So I was talking to Ari of the XYO company here in San Diego. He runs a geolocation company. It's a cryptocurrency um, company as well. They have their own database, their own network, and um, they have location devices called Sentinel which verify location, which could be very important for companies like Uber and driverless vehicles and drones and things like that because you can't always depend on GPS, right? There could be a, a building that blocks it. There could be a mountain that blocks it. But with ground source location verification, that adds a safety layer that we need for all these automated things that are going to be going on that are taking place now, okay? So he said to me that he thought one of the best things a young person could do would learn how to code. And coding is like JavaScript, Python, CX, C, C++, C++, you know, or Skycoin has a CX and CXO platform. There's all these different platforms. And he really believes this is a second language that everybody should be learning. And he gave some good ideas about why. Because even if you are uh, an accountant, assuming accountants will still have jobs in 10 years, you will be able to build a widget to make, you know, something work better for what you're doing. Or if you're an engineer, you'll be able to build a little widget to help keep track of something that's mundane. You build a little widget, and then this little device will take care of everything for you. You can totally customize it. Plus, there's a lot of great paying jobs. Right now, the average coder, from what I've heard, is make between 150 and 250,000 a year right now. Okay, if you're above average uh, and you've made a name for yourself, then I'm sure sky's the limit, right? So developers, also robotics. Um, I think you know anything in computing, programming, um, you know, working with hardware, things like that. So in my studies, a lot of things are going to change. Here's another automated device already. It's been designed, it's being tested, and it's slated to be produced for, um, for sale in the next, I think, two or three years. I think it was, it was either Cat, might have been Caterpillar that made it, either them or uh, there's another tractor company that starts with a C, big equipment company. Can't think of what it's called right now. But they have built automated farming equipment. Automated farming, automated plowing, automated truck driving, automated combines. They're working with all these devices. Now, not only will that, not only will that, you know, throw the driver out of a job, that will enable 24-hour farming. So a lot of farming equipment is diesel equipment. And any truck driver will tell you, you know, if you're going to take a four- to six-hour nap, most truck drivers just let their truck run. They just let it run because to get it up to temp and everything where it really runs efficient, it's not worth it. You just let the truck run. So a lot of them will do that. Or they may have uh, cargo or something like that on them 
Oh, by the way, truck drivers have to take all these breaks, you know, by law. And with this, they could just keep on driving 24 hours a day. The truck could drive, right? It only would need to stop for its required maintenance checks. Wouldn't that be something? So the cost of transportation for our items will go down. The cost of producing our food from the farms will go down. I mean, everything, theoretically, the prices should come way, way down. In fact, the future of AI, robotics, and the blockchain are so vast and so life-changing that a lot of thinking people have got together and crunched hypothetical numbers and realized that this is going to make such a massive, massive change on the job market and put so many people out of work that we have to come up with an idea to be able to pay people so that they can survive because there simply just won't be a job for people um, like there is now because all these jobs are going away. Uh, millions upon millions of jobs are going away. So what do we do? How do we, how do we keep these people alive? Okay. Um, there's been talk of a robot tax, right? Tax the robots. That'll do it. And uh, we all know taxes, you know, usually get misappropriated and things like that. But, you know, that's an idea, right? Um, a lot of people in the blockchain are aware, a lot of people in cryptocurrency ecosystem are aware that you can get paid for watching videos. You can get paid for creating content better or, or at a level that you can't anywhere else. You can get paid for playing games. So there's all these interesting things that people are doing now to make a living that people never did before. Could you imagine getting paid to watch TV, getting paid to surf the Internet? So these, some of these things are already happening. You can get paid to surf the Internet, Brave Browser, Bravo, the Bravo, uh, Bravo coin through Brave, Brave Browser, right? You can get paid for content. You know, YouTube doesn't give any money anymore for content. You have to have, uh, you know, like 10,000 subscribers. It doesn't matter if you've had 10,000 downloads. They want, they want you to, you know, you got to really work your butt off to be able to make a penny. But yet YouTube makes, you know, I think it's $8 for every 1,000 clicks that they get. And they end up giving you none of it, okay? And then once you get up to the 10,000, they're only going to give you like a buck or two out of that eight bucks. They're just going to give you a chump change for all the work you do, okay? But there's platforms now that pay you in cryptocurrency now. So this, this theory, which is now being proven that it can't work, is one of the ideas that people would actually, you know, get paid for their time on the computer, the Internet, things of this sort. Probably a better way to get paid would be by being creative. You know, even though everything is computerized and automated, people are still going to want to have the hands-on experience. Think about crafts. Think about hobbies. Think about sports. Think about, you know, working on a car or doing a, a, DIY, a DIY project, do-it-yourself project, right? All these things, people are still going to want to have the hands-on experience. 
and they're going to want to hear it from an actual person. So there'll be, you know, a benefit to saying, hey, at first, you know, the first robot that gets on the computer and has his own channel is going to be huge. But after a while, people are going to go, you know what? I'm tired of going to the store. All it is is robots. I'm tired of doing this. All it is is robots and AI. And they're going to want the human touch. So your creativity, your content, um, things like that, your just a social involvement with another human is going to be desirable and going to be worth something. And that could be it. That could be the way that, you know, people that are on these lower-paying jobs that don't have a higher skill set um, might be able to make a living and, and survive comfortably. Okay? Now, for those of us that, you know, want to do a little bit more, we've, there's creating content, you know, and things like that. Besides just watching TV and surfing the Internet, we talked about that a little bit. Um, also, some of the fields that are not likely to be replaced in the near future are um, like doctors, okay? Doctors, um, probably nurses, um, also surgeons. Even though there are robots that do surgery, um, there'll be surgeons. Also, um, you know, like construction trades, people that do technical trades are going to be in big demand. And, of course, with all these robots and stuff, that will create, you know, a big boom for people to work on these devices that uh, that are going to become so prevalent, right? So I'm just going to flash you forward to what I see McDonald's being before 2030, okay? Before 2030. And that's what? Ten years from now, okay? So you get in, you get in your car... All right, if you're even allowed to own a car, or a car comes and gets you, okay, uh, if you even, if we even have very many cars, and if, if they'll even let you get in a car at that point, well, let's just say that's what happens, okay? You get in a car, and the car, you don't drive it. There's no steering wheel. It drives you to McDonald's, okay? This is one scenario. And it already knows what you want, and... The McDonald's, as you drive up, there's nobody in it, okay? But you can see the windows. In the windows, there's a couple arms that are busy flipping hamburgers, putting on the lettuce and tomatoes, special sauce, you know. Another arm is uh, busy with the fries. Another arm is pouring the Cokes, putting the, the caps on. And you notice a truck drive up. There's nobody in the truck truck backs up, and little tractors are coming in with the food all prepared, cut up, sliced in these special containers, and a conveyor belt takes it and puts it into the refrigerator in its special compartment, so it's ready, just perfect, for the robot to be able to, uh, to take it and make the next meal, okay? And um, you scan your wallet and your cryptocurrency is whisked out before you even get there and you drive up and your meal comes out there it is it's perfect perfect it's perfectly hot everything's perfect you're eating on the way home just enjoying life watching a movie getting paid for it right <laughs> so that's one scenario 
The other scenario is you go, wow, man, I wish I had a McDonald's quarter pounder with fries and a medium Coke. And um, in about 15 minutes, you hear a ding, and the drone is dropping it off. And it's just as hot as if you'd, you'd uh, picked it up fresh off the grill and ran it home yourself. Okay? There it is, ready. Money's already taken out, done. So those are a couple scenarios, you know, that I could see in the future. There's just so much going on, folks. Um, I would say, you know, whatever you're doing is, you know, take a look at this. See if you don't agree with me. Do some research on artificial intelligence, on robotics. Um, if you're already in cryptocurrency and the blockchain, you're probably already aware of some of these technologies. Think about your kids. Think about your grandkids. If you're going to be in the market for another uh, 10, 20 years, you might want to be looking at a uh, backup plan, you know, in case this doesn't work out. If you're a truck driver or you're in one of these sectors that could be easily replaced. So that's just my thoughts on the matter, guys. Um, you know, another thing you could do is do what I'm doing. Um, you know, not investing advice, but just, just what I'm doing is I try to invest in things that I feel are up and coming, you know, and um, look for products and services that look like they're up and coming, and um, maybe that will be something to help you profit through these times when we go through the, what I think is going to be the greatest technological change the world has ever seen in the next five to ten years. So anyway, with that, um, hope I didn't scare you. I know some of it's kind of scary, but, um, you know, it's better to prepare for it. It's coming. A lot of this stuff is already being done. The automated chef that I talk about, they've already tested that in a hamburger place. Um, you can you can look that up. It's RoboChef, and there's videos on it, and they're testing these, and they're, they're, they're working good. So it's coming, and uh, don't be scared. Just be prepared, you know. Be glad that you know what's coming down the pipe. Um, be glad that you're not in the dark, right? Hey, guys, uh, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Shane Ripley, with Mountain Crypto, and this is your special podcast, only for my podcast listeners, On the Road. Over and out.